0: Hello and welcome back to Stonework, a Bible podcast from Three Chopped Church here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm your host, Rev. Christopher Tweel, pastor and head of staff here at the church.
1: And I'm Joan Pye, Director of Music Ministries. Through the season of Lent and Holy Week, we will be listening to music, praying, and contemplating as the season, the Spirit, and the music guide us as we prepare for Easter. Each week, we will have a different congregant or friend of the church bringing their special music to us as a gift in this season.
0: As we continue in this Lenten series, we'll be working with the Lenten practices of prayer, meditation, fasting, and giving. Lent is an incredible time for us to sit and prepare ourselves for the joy of Easter. And this year, things are a little bit different. If you are new to the podcast or want to know more about the church, you can find us at threechoppedchurch.org.
1: This week, one of our previous seminary interns, now a Reverend Alex Fisher, is singing John Foreman's House of God forever. Of course, we will be hearing his excellent guitar playing as well. After two years of residency as a campus minister at Second Presbyterian Church here in Richmond, Reverend Fisher has been called to serve as a pastor at Hillsborough Presbyterian Church in Hillsboro, North Carolina, since last summer. He and his wife, Lisa, are sending their greetings to Three Chopped. House of God Forever is copyrighted in 2008 by Rubber Publishing.
2: shepherd, I won't be wanting, I won't be wanting, he makes me rest in fields of green, with quiet shepherd's staff it comforts me you are my feast in the presence of enemies surely goodness will follow me follow me in the house of God forever God is my shepherd, I won't be one. staff it comforts me you are my feast in the presence of enemies
0: Wow. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Joan, for for setting these up from week to week, especially thank you this week. And thank you, Alex. Uh, so good to hear uh, from, uh, as Joan said, like friends of the church, uh, people from from uh, Three Chops Long, uh, an incredible past. Uh, so glad to hear a little bit about the ministry where Alex is serving now. Um, I'm sure we all know that they are blessed to have him there in Hillsborough, and so good uh, to be able to to have his gift of music uh, be part of our Lenten experience this year, um, such such a great song too, such a good pick. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar with John Foreman uh, at all, uh, but this song, uh, obviously, pretty obviously, possibly obviously, uh, um, is uh, the 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 Psalm, the twenty third Psalm, which many of us uh no, which is probably the most widely known psalm even uh, outside of of um, Christianity, you know, people people who aren't Christians or people who are uh, participate in other faiths uh, also know this psalm. it's very very famous, very famous. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about about that as well. I, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of uh, John Foreman. um he was the um, songwriter I think the main songwriter guitarist obviously um, but also uh, a co-founder of the band switchfoot if you've ever heard of switchfoot from uh, way back in 96 late 90s early 2000s um, uh, he was he was uh, started the started the band with them so um, really neat guy has had some interesting um, you know uh, personal stories that kind of led him into Starting switchfoot and um just some, some other pieces about how his how his faith life kind of affected his music. The song itself, yeah. Um, House of God. And it's interesting to me. One of the first things that I was thinking of as I was listening to this and, and looking at it. We read the 23rd Psalm, and we yes, like I said, it's very, very, very famous. We all have have heard it before, most likely. I hate to make you know large <laughs> suppositions about uh, our our individual scholarship, but this is this is a pretty widely read song. Um, it's in a lot of cards and posters, all kinds of things. But as we read this, um, one of the things that that inevitably happens is when something becomes really well known. Sometimes we lose some of the meaning, uh, some of the um, Gravity and, and some of the deeper understanding of it, because we kind of say, "Well, I, I know this already." Your, our brains kind of kind of gloss over it. So, not only, I mean, a song like this is great because it re highlights um, those wonderful, wonderful sentences within this within this song within this prayer. Um, it also gives us a new opportunity to kind of hear different parts of it with different ears. You know, um, we 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 hear this a lot. I hear this a lot as a pastor, uh, about the Lord's Prayer also, you know, it kind of it gets into our habit, and uh, that can be great, and it can be really comforting, um, but I can also kind of lose, lose some things um, if we're not kind of careful about really, really hearing ourselves say the words, really hearing each of the sentences uh, whenever we recite the prayer, and the same is true for the psalm. So, not only is there this real peaceful, and I love the music that that accompanies this, that uh, John Foreman wrote and that Alex played for us. Um, uh, it is it is a quietness. It is a meditative uh, instance in our lives. It is, um, you know, sometimes when we when we do things like that, it feels. It feels what we call holy. You know, we, we imagine, well, this is what holiness feels like. you know when we have these quiet, quiet moments or quiet understandings of things, we have these, these softer edges to uh, our faith or to, to the things that we're looking at and thinking of. Um, reading about we have this understanding that even if we're not meditators, that there is a meditative element to that. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a little bit. Um, there are a couple big, big Greek words coming. So prepare yourself. <laughs> um, there is this uh, ancient uh, desert father and desert mother understanding know, when we say desert father and mothers, we're talking about people of the uh, early centuries um, in uh, Syria and in northern africa and some other places uh the desert fathers and mothers these were the the first monks and things um, who were kind of starting into this contemplative work of being a christian and they have a lot of neat things one of the things that they that they had is this idea the apophatic knowing and the cataphatic (laughs) um it's just two different kinds of of knowing. The, the cataphatic is kind of what we Presbyterians, uh, PCUSA folks, we might be really good at this, the cataphatic. And what it is is the um, understanding or the knowing that comes from words, from concepts, from uh, our, our inner experience, You know, our, our understanding. Uh, we can read and, and take classes and go to Sunday school and things like that. That's all cataphatic cataphatic knowledge um the apophatic is difference the apophatic knowledge actually comes from silence and comes from waiting and comes from even even suffering and it also comes from our not knowing you know imagine think of the times in your life when you haven't known something and that's where we are learning things. You know, we 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 discover things about ourselves. We discover things about God. We discover things about our faith and our spirituality. They're not, um, they're not maybe what we would call the good times, <laughs> um, but apophatic can be, can be both of those. Can be silence. Can be wonderful, good time silence, and can also be kind of that uneasy, not knowing period of life. But uh, they both they both have things to teach us. Um, so this feels to me like one of those moments an apophatic moment where we are, are hearing this. And there's a little bit of mystery that's accompanied with this. Um, and the repetition, I love the repetition at the end, in the house of, in the house of God forever, in the house of God forever, surely goodness will follow me, follow me. There are a couple of places where things are repeated, um, Again in the previous previous to that, I was I was kind of quoting the last stanza. And if you go back to the stanza before, because you are with me, you're always with me. There's a repetition there. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me, follow me. Um, this is great, not only because it it really helps us hear those pieces, but it also mimics something that the Jewish cantors do with this with this psalm with this song you know the Jewish cantors there is there's a certain tune to this uh, to this song um, I won't I don't think I will attempt to sing it <laughs> online but um, it starts uh, Mizmor la more uh, the song of David it goes on and on from there and it it has these pieces in that cantering where parts of the psalm are repeated and they are emphasized and they're repeated two and three times within the body of of cantering the psalm. And it's really, it's really wonderful because in the cantering or or even possibly in this psalm, when we hear this repetition, when we hear this over and over, we could, or maybe even arguably should, hear God talking to us, emphasizing certain parts of this psalm with us, saying, telling us, um, I am always with you, I am always with you, repeating that, you know. Um, when we when we look to God, uh, maybe when we look, maybe even when we look to this psalm, we are, we are going as children who need some reassurance from time to time and to hear God repeat over and over, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm always there. I'm always there. You'll dwell with me in the house of God forever, forever. Um, It's really beautiful. It's a really beautiful moment. I wanted to highlight just one other thing about this, this song and about, I guess, Psalm 23 in general. And I, I just, I, I think it's an important piece of this psalm, and I, I love reminding people and talking about it every time this psalm comes up, is this line where we say, surely, uh, usually we retranslate, we surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, right? That's usually the way that, that this gets translated. Um, it might be slightly different if you're looking at a different different Bible translation, but um, the real Hebrew word there, um, and it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily always um, sound right, which is why it gets translated this way. <laughs> um, is the real the real Hebrew verb is pursue? Uh, the real Hebrew verb there is chase. Goodness and mercy, and this is God's Chesed. God's loving kindness, God's goodness and mercy, the, the wonderful being of God, the wonderful goodness that is God will chase me all of the days of my life. And that's so, that's such a, I think that's such a more powerful word in this psalm. It, it's such a more powerful thing. It's, I can go through my life and I can choose different things and, and I can, um, I can be followed by something. In my life, but if something is chasing me, something is pursuing me. You know, there is an intent behind that. Uh, there is, is an intent behind that that is not mine. It's not my intent. They're not following my lead. They're pursuing me because of their own uh, their own desire, uh, and that's that's what God's goodness is. It is not Is not a passive thing. God is chasing us down with. Goodness and mercy and Chesed, this loving kindness—that is what this psalm is is really about uh, here at the end. So I, I just I love talking about that piece um, whenever whenever I get a chance. Whenever this psalm comes up, well, thanks again to to Joan and to Alex for for this week's uh, musical offering, and um, we will we will listen to this over and over. Uh, If we miss Alex, or if we just need to hear those words again. Thank you. Well, this week for our prayer and fasting section of our Lenten discipline, we have some uh, kind of by happenstance, happenstance, but some really uh, neat uh, things uh, in, in terms of um, who we're going to look at for our giving and uh, the the prayer that we have for today um, we talked a little bit about fasting last week and, and as I said then we're not going to we're not going to focus in too much on that um, we may next week talk a little bit about um, physical fasting um, just as kind of a very brief primer but um, physical fasting can have a lot of consequences for our bodies so um, take, uh, make, make a plan with a grain of salt. Or um, if you're interested, just please reach out to me for, for more information. We'd love to talk to you on the phone about it or or something like that and kind of go into some more depth about uh, physical fasting. But as we're looking at this season of Lent, we are in the fasting times. We were asking some questions uh, last week about what are we, what are we holding off on? What are we allowing to rest? um, from week to week or over the whole arc of Lent. And for today, we are actually going to pray a prayer that was written by a desert mother, uh, the desert mothers and fathers who still exist out there today, um, who are in convents and, um, uh, if they, if they're, um, I'm forgetting monasteries, gosh, I was forgetting that word. Uh, if they're in convents or monasteries, um, they are referred to as um either Ama for for mother or Abba, which means father. And I mean that, that may sound um familiar from uh, quotes from, from Christ in Scripture uh speaking Aramaic there on the cross. Um Abba is kind of the the um Aramaic root for for father in a very familiar tone. It's uh, what we've always uh, talked about in, in, in that uh, study of that, that piece that Jesus says from the cross. But today uh, is um, from Ama Sarah, a contemporary um, woman of the desert, and she has our prayer for us. And there's also some connections and some suggestions that, that she has about praying. And she encourages people to sit in silence first. And this, this again is some of that uh, different kind of apophatic. Uh, Knowledge, apophatic learning that comes not from reading or from doing, but from being in silence. So she suggests we sit in silence first. If there is a moment of silence <laughs> in your life or in your house, um, if you can, if you can grab onto that with both hands, and then to have this prayer together. So I will. I will pause just for a brief second. And if you would like to take some silence, hit pause on the recording uh, if that's available to you. But we'll just, we'll make a little mark here and then we'll go into our prayer together. Oh Lord, you who have measured the heights and the earth in the hollows of your hand, and who created the six-winged seraphim to cry out to you with an unceasing voice, Holy, 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 glory to your name. Deliver me from the mouth of the evil one, my loving master. Forget the many evil deeds and through the multitude of your compassions, grant me a daily forgiveness because you are blessed into every age. Amen. This week, as I said, we have very appropriate uh, giving, uh, highlights to, to look at just real briefly here. The first is one voice chorus. If you've heard a one voice chorus, they were, um, highlighted, I think in, um, one of the presbytery meetings that we had last year, early, early last year, when I want to say it was February, February meeting of 2020. Um, but they're an incredible choir as the, the name implies, they perform, choral music they perform jazz they perform all kinds of things um their logo says that they're singing the beauty and power of diversity um but uh they if you talk to somebody that's been in the in the chorus they'll they'll tell you that they do so much more than that they sing all kinds of styles of music classical spirituals um they're working um to meet the challenge of uh creating diversity or being able to, to analyze why why our community isn't more diverse. It, it came from um, the work done by the music director at St. Giles Presbyterian and the music director at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Jackson Ward. And they came together. They were doing some collaborative um, back and forth and performing at each other's sanctuaries. And this chorus uh, kind of grew out of that. So really a fascinating wonderful group. Um, Check them out online. They're at onevoicechorus.org and uh, reach out to them. I know that they are, like many of us, missing singing together so much, missing singing together so much and, and being able to hear each other's voices and to be able to give their gift of music to the world. Um, so check them out uh, if you'd like the other group we're, we're doing two some some weeks we're doing two and like i said we we're going to do some that um, uh, three chop presbyterian has a really a close relationship with and some others that are just uh, different opportunities here in the city um, this week we're just doing two that are just uh, around us and and who we we might have some some relationship with, but but nothing nothing um, concrete or or traditional uh, for us right now. Uh, this other one uh, is uh, the Living Water Community Center, who are right now beginning to create a monastic community. So here's our our two connections. Um, We've got this psalm that we sang uh, created by a a contemporary uh, musical artist. Uh, We've got uh, the wisdom of desert fathers coming in. We've got prayers by the desert mothers. And so then our, our, our giving highlights are for the chorus, and for this community center um, that is looking at building a monastic community here in Richmond. So the Living Water Community Center is a, a community center that is out on just just over the other side of the river. They are operating in a church over there, and they have an apiary. They have an urban farm going on. Um, they also have uh, daily rhythms of morning meditation um, after uh, uh, an afternoon meditation and evening meditation places where you can you can kind of see that monastic habit uh, wanting to wanting to come out so they are a really incredible group just getting started um, here in Richmond. and uh, you can read more about them at livingwaterrva.com. Um, really exciting thing. And a lot of their stuff is online now too. So you can actually still participate with the meditations that are going on. Uh, You can participate with um, some of the um, quieting studies that they've had. You can sign up to have a beehive come to your house. (laughs) They're looking for uh, hosts, people to host uh, a backyard beehive in which they would, they have, um, they, they sponsor the, um, uh uh, beekeepers to come out to set it up to take care of it to manage it uh basically you don't do anything but just have the bees on your your um your land and they'll Um, illuminate your flowers and and make your garden better and all those things all those lovely things that bees do there's a there's a fee associated with that but it goes back into the program uh, to help support the the hive maintenance and things like that so um, really really exciting exciting groups this week one voice chorus and the living waters community center so check them out What a joy it is to spend this time together participating in music and meditation. If you would please subscribe, rate us, and review us, it'll help others find this podcast. If you have questions about who we are or want to know more about our church family, please visit us online at threechoppedchurch.org, or worship with us online through our YouTube page every Sunday. Links are in the description. A huge thank you to Dr. Joan and to all of our musicians, also to our volunteers and church staff who make this podcast possible. And until next time, may you be blessed and be a blessing wherever you are.